Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. So I haven't always been the best sleeper, but I'm, I'm certainly getting better and meditation has been a big part of, of helping me become a better sleeper um we've got a great tool for it here matt yeah we do the mind detox app with fiona lamb uh, re- has a, a special section for sleep and and i couldn't uh, be happier for that because i know full well how how it feels to not sleep i had i suffered from uh, sleep deprivation disorder for many years and and i struggled heavily so if you want to check that out go to the app store or on google play and um, check that out if you are if you are struggling with your sleep at all Hello there. Welcome to the Naked Professors podcast with me, Matt and Ben Bidwell. Now, uh, we have a really special guest today. As a big boxing fan, I've looked up to this man for many, many years. Um, This man is Johnny Nelson, um, former cruiserweight world champion, which is no mean feat at all. Uh, from Sheffield and, and now a broadcaster uh, you, you might know him from Sky Sports as um, the uh, Sky Sports boxing pundit he's a great guy and a great laugh with an incredible story and I have to say this podcast was was an interesting one to say the least wasn't it Ben? Yeah it was yeah because we did we I mean I, I felt Johnny had a story he wanted to share with us you know, mm-hmm. he really went in and it was we didn't really we just let him go didn't we we just went in yes. flow and as a result, we didn't really go into kind of mental health, I guess, as such. But he told us a really beautiful story about the power of someone believing in you, what that can give you, and the power of having a mentor to look up to. And I think it gave him a purpose and a belief in life that if he didn't meet that that person, he never would have had. And that's a great lesson for me. Oh, it was it was so it was it was so fascinating to hear somebody reap the benefits of a great idol, a great role model. And we talk about this a lot. We talk about role models and influence all the time. And Johnny is somebody that was picked up by his mentor. Brendan Ingle. Johnny was um, picked up by his mentor, Brendan Ingle, uh, at, a, at a very young age. And Brendan believed in him. And unfortunately, Brendan passed away quite recently. And that was on the tip of Johnny's mind all the time, wasn't it? And yeah. I think he came in with, um, wanted to talk about mental health, wanted to talk about um, getting out of wherever he came from and succeeding. 
but we kept going back to his mentor and and as you will find out in a few moments time it was quite an emotional process for him and still is and and I, and I and I really have to thank Johnny for his bravery and because he was vulnerable in that moment yeah. in front of two relative strangers to yeah. um to to express his emotion in that way was a special moment for me but you know what that that what it was special you just said it it was really special to share that energy in a, in a room with an alpha man you know and Johnny was the longest reigning champion we've ever had in Britain yeah. I think he lost his first five fights you know, so his story is amazing to come yeah. to come from that to transform his life. He talked uh, you know, a lot about how his life could have gone a very different direction. You know, so so it, there's so many amazing things about him to to listen to and to learn from. Yes, um, and then for me, that power and that energy of, of three men, and we, I, it got quite vulnerable from the word go. It was quite hot in here at one point, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's yeah, he's, yeah. he's a big guy. He's a yeah. tough guy, and yeah. to and to feel that energy and that fight against that vulnerability and that also just the need to express his feelings that was it was huge i was charged sitting next to him yeah and also quite scared <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what i mean because it's it was it was like a volcano ready to erupt and yeah. and, and, and and that's what we're all about totally. that's what we're, all, what we're all this guy is is a he's a tough guy he's an inspiration to all the tough guys out there in the world and he was vulnerable and it made him stronger in my opinion he's a tough guy with a heart of gold isn't he yeah and, Should uh, we get into it? Beautiful. I think yeah, we've given away all the podcast. <laughs> You're still listening. <laughs> You're still listening. <laughs> Please, this is Johnny Nelson. Johnny Nelson, welcome to the Naked Professors podcast. How are you? I'm good. I'm actually, I'm a tourist. I walk through London and I've walked to the studio and I'm like, yes. <laughs> Have you met the Queen? It's just lovely, lovely buildings. <laughs> you know, people in London, you need to walk and look up, look at the buildings that are there. Oh, yeah. To me, it's like nice, really nice. It's a beautiful city. We're very lucky to be wandering around. And, and we're very, very grateful that you're here today, that you've had the time for us today. You we know, really what? Appreciate it's it. always a pleasure. And I think, obviously, the subject matter is, is most important. And, and, and it's something that I, I feel it's very important. Individuals that do have a voice, no matter how big or small, uh, speak out and, mm. and say something, discuss it, uh, and let people realise that uh, it's, not, it's not just them. Exactly. Uh, so I think it's. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I'm I mean, glad. I'm glad you're, <coughs> you're exactly the kind of man that we we, we feel very privileged to speak to because um, where we're coming from is is that you know, it doesn't matter what kind of man you are. You know, mental health is part of all of us. Mm. You know, whether you're alpha man or you're or, or, or not, whatever the opposite to alpha is, we've all we've all got feelings, emotions. We've all got mental health. It's there and and. Um, we love to speak to, to the alpha men, the strong men who present that. You know, you've done boxing, which is the, the, the strongest of kind of all sports. Um, but you're still there to talk about, you know, mental health, the real things, um, like how we feel. I, I think life. the major issue has always been, it's not something new, but I think the major issue has always been that we just feel it, it was it's weak yeah. to speak about yeah. our emotions. We feel it's weak to, mm-hmm. to I'm not saying cry every <laughs> every drop of a hat or... It's just that we, and that's why guys have felt that way. So they've kept it within, and and when everybody thinks it's just happening to them, once one speaks, and you think, you know what? And 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 really, it's like it, you kind of self-medicate when everybody's speaking to each other. You think, yeah, I get that, uh, unless you're fortunate enough to have. I had Brennan Ingle, uh, my uh, former trainer, good friend of mine in my life. He was my mentor. He was a guy that got me through the good times and the bad times. We had to hit the bad times first. Uh, so I was fortunate. And now, at my age, I'm able to look back and think, wow, how would you have been without this man in your life? And how would the others 
how have others managed? And uh, so it's finding a Brendan in, in, mm. in everybody. Everybody's got a Brendan. A role model. Yeah, yeah, a role model. We, and they come in all shapes and sizes. I want to really get into <clears> that, but <throat> yeah. what, what, like we're talking about, I guess we started off talking about emotions straight away, and actually what Matt and I love to do at the very beginning to, to, to bring this to life is that this series, we're, we're checking in at the very beginning, and what we mean by that is we're just going to actually check in with, with how we feel. Yeah. And we're going to say three words and, 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 and a little bit of an elaboration on, on what that means for us and why we feel that way. Just because it sets a bit of a tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. see you shuffling in your, sh- in, in your seat already. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, I'm Matt, do you want to... Yeah, I'll wanna... kick off the check-in. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to check in with uh, excitement. I'm excited about this conversation already. It's starting to, to, to make my hands buzz and I feel the, uh, the kind of energy run through me, so I'm excited. Um, I'm going to be honest, I woke up with a massive fog this morning. I've had a bit of a weekend of going back home. We buried my friend on Friday. I was at a, um, a <coughs> memorial game for a for a, a, a Kefili rugby player uh, my, in my hometown and that was a, quite an emotive experience and going home already is so I, I, I feel as if the weekend spat me back out it feels like it's a Monday morning <laughs> yeah. to, I, I'm a bit all over the place but I'm um, I'm also uh, in a position where I feel that that's okay so you know I'm, I'm, I woke up and I'm like what can I do to get rid of this what can I do to just embrace it so I'm in a bit of a fog I'm not going to lie to you um, I'm excited for the day, and I am. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in control. So I'm in control. I'm excited, and I am. I'm in a bit of a fog. We'll change that by the end of the day. I'm in exactly. It always changes. <laughs> it comes and goes. These feelings, Ben. Um, thank you, first for sharing that. Um, I, I guess I like. I'm following suit, actually, to be honest, and I don't want this to feel like, especially coming to you, Johnny, that, that you need to feel something bad and that it's important that we share from a negative place. But yeah, I had a tough weekend as well, um, and uh, it was amazing on many ways, but I had a little bit of a kind of downer after the weekend, and um, not everything went quite to plan, and I felt a little bit sad. I felt like there was a bit missing from my weekend that I, that I would have loved to have achieved, and, and they didn't quite pan out. But like you, I'm, I'm, I'm okay that, you know, sadness is, it comes, and, and, mm. and it's okay, and... and um, uh, there's, there's, a, there's a bigger picture for me and, I, and I'm going to sit with the sadness and you know it's, it's already shifting over the last couple of days So, but there's definitely a little bit of a kind of sort of um, a, a little bit of a low um, for yeah. me um, but um, uh, doing this for me is, is a perfect therapy and, and uh, you know having Johnny here is for me is, is like on, an honour and a pleasure and mm. to, uh, I'm, I, I get so excited for these conversations um, I really do so Whatever sadness, you know, might be slightly deeper. There's a lot of energy right now in being here and sat with with, with you guys. Um, they're my two things. I'm not going to sort of force the third one out, but yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at okay. right now. My turn. Your turn. Yeah, Man, uh, <laughs> you know what? I think we go through life. Um, we all go through experiences, and to get wisdom, you've got to go through experiences, good and bad. And we just stop. We stop to. We forget to stop and look back at those experiences and learn from those experiences. So, so sometimes when we're down, because I'm quite sure this weekend, this feeling that you you woke up with today is not the first time you've been there. Uh, but then to look back and think, well, how have I dealt with it? What was it in the grand scheme of things? What did it really mean? And and yeah, you know, I must have. You know, I was I was talking to a friend yesterday and. Uh, and and it, it probably got me down a little bit, the information that came through. But then I thought to myself, you know what? In the grand scheme of things, what is it? And and coming here today, I thought the only thing I w- was worried about, which 
might or might not, I'm probably not because I'm, I'm on it today, is, is talking about my mentor and friend, Brendan. Now, before when I spoke about Brendan, it was very hard. I couldn't get the words out, choke up, and I'd get mad at myself because I wasn't able to express who he was and what he did and how important he was. <coughs> now I can, and, uh, and I feel very privileged and fortunate to have come across a man that when, on days when I, I get up and I'm, I'm down, I'm flat, I just think, how would you have dealt with it? You know, and this guy... I know it's politically incorrect. He'd call himself a thick paddy. He was far from it. Very well read. Very, very smart. Very unorthodox. And I just think about him. I just think about uh, the stuff he used to tell me. The stuff I learnt from him. So I'm not always like doing cartwheels and bouncing them down like Zebedee. But what I do is, you know, when things are dark, I just think, you know what? They ain't that bad. They ain't that bad. And, and if we start thinking so positively, it affects every aspect of our life, job, relationship, friendships. Uh, 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 and, and, and that's how I try and look at things. And so sometimes it might come across as oh, I'm, I'm away with affairs, I'm not bothered. I am, but I just think there are more important things in life than the little silly things we trip over. I, I, I was doing a, another podcast, actually, a few weeks ago, and, and they spoke about Ali and, and a quote from Ali which I love and I always go back to. And he talks about when he walked, he walked above, but he saw above the clouds and all the people below the clouds were saying, Ali, watch out for that little pothole, watch out for this, watch out for that. And they worried about the little things, which were their, was their world. But he said, I could see far, far afield beyond the clouds. So I wasn't worried about these little things that many people worry about. And we do that. We stress ourselves out to the point where if you look back five, ten years, give it 10 years and you think we must have all had a poignant moment where we think oh my god how am I going to get out of this now we look back and think I made such a big deal out of that mm. for nothing mm. uh, and that's 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 my attitude when I get up every day walk in my garden butt naked barefoot say thank you to God and I know it looks odd but it works for me that's not and, odd at all that's amazing <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and that's it and that to, to me I just think everything else is a bonus so yeah. if you could have um Give give two to three words to explain how you feel right now. What would those two to three uh, words be? Excited. Um, uh, I feel uh, honoured to be given the opportunity to talk about somebody I love to death, um, and uh, very open. So ask me what you want. I'm there. Well, let's do this. Thank you. That's a that great one. Really, I loved that. It's a brilliant show. There, there's something just about sitting. In, like, this sounds a bit cheesy, but sitting in a room with men. And just actually saying how you feel. That's not. Yeah. I, I didn't do that at all for the first thirty years of my life. You, you know, when I retired from boxing, um, there was something missing, and and fortunately, I did. I wasn't. I didn't think. I didn't think boxing wasn't my life. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think there was no Johnny Nelson without boxing because I didn't want to box anyway. So 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 when I retired from boxing and I was no longer going to the gym purposely. That is the time when I hit the uh, hit halo, and and I couldn't understand what was missing. I couldn't understand why I was so sad. Reasons were one: I was in the gym um, three, four hours, four hours a day with guys, and we just talk rubbish, foolishness. But I was around the boys, and and all of a sudden, and I'm not doing that. I'm at Morrison shopping, uh, and I'm like, <laughs> what, what? My life, you know, this. There's more to my life than this, yeah. and uh, I, I missed seeing Brendan every day. Uh, I missed that camaraderie every day and so I just missed that male bonding that male company that male banter 
uh, the art, we fought like like dogs in the gym but we moved like a pack of wolves out of the gym yeah. I missed everybody so when when I'd retired I thought something's missing out of my life I couldn't quite figure out what it was and it felt like somebody had stolen a day out of the week but I had nobody to blame that's how I put uh. it I'm thinking there's something not right here so it took time for me to, to, to become accustomed to that then I look at other sportsmen in other sports and and you re you see when they retire they hit the headlines for one reason or another High profile sportsmen for and it could be drink, could be drugs, it could be could be gambling, could be whatever. And and so for the first five years out of retiring, they're looking for that buzz that gave them that buzz when they did their sport. Boxing's an individual sport, so no matter how much of an entourage you have around you, when the bell goes, it's just you. Brendan always said it's the only place you can legally get killed. So you had to be on it. There's no nonsense. You don't play boxing. So all of a sudden, <clears throat> when you're not doing it, you you I suppose, and please, if you're in, you're in the army, in the forces, please don't think I'm I'm measuring it up to that. But it's, I suppose it's like being in the army, and then you're always on the front line, and then all of a sudden you're at home like a civilian, and you've got to get used to just leveling yourself out, and and uh, and and that was the hardest adjustment. And it takes every and any sportsman at least five years to settle down. To, to, to find that readjustment to, to find a play, their place in life no matter what they do or no matter how high profile or low profile they are it takes at least five years to get out of your system I, I did a talk in a prison a couple of months ago and um, one of the prisoners I spoke to after said that he'd been in for 30 years and then he got out and then he turned himself back in and I, and I was looking around in the prison and seeing a lot of men connect in that, in that space and they were talking and I think without the news and the gossip, a bit like being in the boxing gym, you're not talking, you're actually sort of talking face to face, mm. man to man, sort of about whatever came up and getting to know each other, you know, beyond kind of your casual sort of basic conversation. And uh, to cut a long story short, what I saw is him, he, he left and then turned himself back into prison. What I saw is him sacrificing his freedom it, because he, he missed the connection of the men. And that's what, what, what he got mm. in that prison mm. with those men. Although he, he, he was trapped, if you like. He had those men around him. That's how powerful it is. So, like, it's a slightly different analogy, but I, I hear you. You know, you're surrounded by your pack mm. all day, and you have those conversations with those men. And suddenly, you're in Morrison's on your own. Who's around to share it with you? It is, and, and, and unfortunately, the higher you get in in your profile, the harder it is. The harder it is to have a down day. And you you look back in history: Frank Bruno, Nigel Benn, Mike uh, um, Mike Tyson, uh, Chris Eubank. Naz, you know, you see these guys that have reached, have achieved so much in life, but everybody, we, we all crash and bend. And, and I think it's once it's settled down, it's being able to to, to vocalise it, talk about it. And one of the one of the best people you could ever talk to, and it's a little raw at times when he talks, is Mike Tyson. When this guy tells you about his life, you think, how are you still alive? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, and and. And the stuff he says, you actually feel sorry for him. And then I know, you know, he's 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 done bad things, but you actually think, wow, I'm actually surprised you've actually got to this stage of your life. And uh, but it takes time for you to just feel your feet to get on the ground and think, right, here we are. Let's just get on with it. Let's get on with life. How and um, how bad did it get? For me, yeah. Uh, well, I had two cracks at a whip. <laughs> okay. So the first time, um, and it was really bad, is when. I, I, uh, I boxed for the world title in my hometown in Sheffield. And remember, when I got into boxing, 
I, I didn't want to fight. I went to the gym to make friends. That's it. I didn't care if I won or lost. It didn't mean anything to me. I just went to the gym to make mates. Mm. And, uh, and the downside of going to the gym was I had to box. That was the downside. <laughs> so, so, uh, so I had 13 amateur fights. I won three. And so it was a bigger deal to them than it was to me when I lost. I thought, oh, I'm what? You know, I was just with the boys. And then I thought, I might as well turn pro, earn a bit of money. And uh, first three professional fights, I lost. And Brendan Ingle, he was the guy from the beginning. He said, you stick this out. He said, you will become world champion. Everybody thought he was mad. He's garbage. They wouldn't say it behind my back. they say it to my face. This kid's rubbish. Brendan said, look, you're a mummy's boy. He said, and I thought, I'm not a mummy's boy. What are you talking about? <laughs> Mom, you understand? <laughs> and, uh, and then eventually, he taught me into falling in love with the game, but the hard way. Uh, I got a crack to fight for the world title in my hometown in Sheffield. And and Sheffield, I love Sheffield because people will tell you exactly how it is. If you're if you're good, they'll tell you good. If you're garbage, they'll say you're crap. Um, and they won't hide it. And so I was putting a guy called Carlos Delimpo from Puerto Rico. He's like number one in the world for a, a good few years. He, I think he'd only lost once to to Evander Holyfield. Up until that point, I became British champion. Uh, I, I'd beaten many people. I thought. In my head, I thought they just weren't very good. I didn't think I was good. This is how, this is how my thinking was. I thought, well, they're just crap. Mm. You're going to get found out soon. And I was winning winning stuff. Uh, mm. And, I th- and like, in my head, I thought, I'm just not good. Someone's going to expose me soon. Came to boxing, Carlos DeLeon. I'd lost that fight before I even got in the ring because I thought, oh, my God, this guy's got credentials. He's done it. I'm going to get exposed here. Went to Sheffield City Hall. It was packed out. And you had... It was a big deal to me, you know. You had people from Coronation Street and Emmerdale and, <laughs> and Linda Lusardi in the crowd. I'm thinking, oh, oh my gosh, you come to see me! <laughs> like in my head, it's big deal. It's a big deal. I'm like a little kid from Sheffield, and I think I was 22, 23 years old, and uh, and I was so scared of. I don't know if it was losing. I was so scared of of getting embarrassed. That's what I did. I embarrassed myself where I had the fear of of getting hurt. I did nothing. I grabbed a hold. I ran. The crowd absolutely rinsed me. They booed the life out of me in my hometown. Um, I just was a boy in a man's body. Mm. And I just couldn't deal with... So all this front, what I got away with, I couldn't deal with it. And, and in hindsight, it was the best and the worst thing that could have happened to me in my, in my life. Because at the time, I can remember coming out uh, of the... We drew for the title, but it was a garbage fight. He went back to Puerto Rico, so he didn't get any stick. This is my hometown. And I was sat on the, the City Hall stairs and my friend Mark Willey, uh, just him, uh, he came out. I'm sat in the back stairs, it started to rain. I'm like, God, what have I done? And people were walking past me like I was shit on their shoe. After the fight, and just like looking, shaking their head, just say, you crap. And I thought, and it was everywhere. I was like, you'd look in the newspapers, you'd see those little cartoon captions and they'd be joking about it. They were putting jokes about me, you know, just the negative stuff they were saying. And I always, now I don't, that sort of thing, I think, when I see it, I think, you know what, you're talking about someone's father, brother, yeah. uh, mother, daughter. You need to just check what you're saying here. And I was absolutely ridiculed and nobody wanted to know. And, um, and that's when I saw the downside, the dark side of human nature. And and it was horrible. It was a big, big wake-up call. And uh, the only person, apart from my friend that was there, Brendan, 
he knew it was a long, hard road for me to to mentally have the confidence to match my ability. And and it was just a shock because I saw how horrible people could be. Absolutely, my world it was upside down because I didn't. I was so naive. I didn't think people could be like that. But when you actually see how how mean and horrible people can be to you, you don't actually realise how real it is when it's happening to somebody else. And it, it was a heartbreaker. And uh, and and that fight itself, you know, my confidence was at an all time low. Um, I had no belief or faith in myself in anything I did and Brendan kept talking to me, talking to me, telling me about things that had happened in the past history with, with Ingeyamo Hansen and, and, and Jack Johnson and uh, Floyd Patterson. I'm thinking, why are you telling me these stories of all these people back in the day? What about me? But he's basically saying, Johnny, it's the same story, different actors. You've got to get through this. You will get through it. You'll end up being world champion. And I'm thinking, I thought you were a nutter. <laughs> you know, because I'm 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 like I'm being classed as a coward. People are writing it in, in print, you're a coward. A guy was sending three feathers to our gym every week with a letter with with a letter with on it. And Brendan knew I was going through a hard time. I just didn't want to come out of my house, I didn't do anything. I, it was just and I say, and I, I don't want to insult anybody when I say this, but if if I wasn't if I wasn't if I wasn't a weak man, I'd have taught myself. You've got to be strong to do that. You've got to ball to do that, man. And I thought, I want out of here. I want out of here because I saw a horrible side to people. I thought, life is horrible. And Brendan could see this. I just didn't go anywhere. And he'd be phoning me up every day. Johnny, come and get down to the gym. I didn't come out of my house. And uh, one day he put an advert. I was at home, put an advert in the local newspaper. Johnny Nelson wants the help of the Sheffield people uh, to help him prepare for his next fight. Um, uh, if you want to earn £750 for the week, please come down and, and help Johnny prepare and spar for the fight. I thought, it's a little stunt, what Brendan's put. I thought, all right. So Brendan said, get yourself down to the gym Sunday morning. And I forgot all about this advert you're putting on the Friday night. I drove down to the gym on the Sunday morning. It was packed out, the road was packed out. I thought, what's going on? I thought there was a funeral at the church. Um, um, so I opened the, opened the gym door. It was packed. Again, I'd forgotten about this advert you put in. And I'm like, all oh, right, I saw people I knew. I right, what to? I said, Brent, what's going on here? He said, they've come and answered the ad. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, you know when you're so angry, you think, I can't believe it. <laughs> so so Brendan said, uh, so he said, go and get changed. Now people that I thought were friends and like everybody rocking up. Jerry Reeves, the Royal Strongest Man, he rocked up, they're all in the gym. <laughs> and I thought, you think I'm that bad that you can like do me in? Am I that, have I have I ridiculed myself that much then Brendan got in the ring and he opened the letter and took out three feathers and he said everybody I want you to pay attention he, he held the three feathers in the air and he said does anybody know what this means and uh, and someone said uh, it's what they used to send uh, give to soldiers uh, to say they were cowards uh, three white feathers and uh, Brendan then started reading this letter out amongst other, amongst others, started reading, reading this letter out. And as he's reading the letter, saying Johnny Nelson's a coward and he should be ashamed of himself and he let us all down. And I'm like, in front of me, I'm like, <laughs> really? And so he said, could the uh, owner of these letters please step forward? And this guy was not embarrassed. He stepped oh forward. Oh, my goodness. And I thought, excuse my French, you fucker. He, like, he was there. I thought, really? He had a... A, a ramble thing round his head, <laughs> ramble trousers and the vest. I thought, I'm going to absolutely slaughter you. 
Wow. I thought, I do not give a shit. This what guy, to my face, is saying he's a coward. You know, he, do, he shouldn't be on this earth. I'm like, and people are in the crowd. I thought, I, I'll take him out first. I'm going to do him. So Brennan said, look, he said, so what have you come down for? He said, my wife saw the advert and we need a three-piece suite. So she said, go and get that. We see, you know, he's rubbish at Johnny. We'll get a three-piece suite. And he said, do you understand what you're doing? He said, yeah, yeah, it's easy. You know, you know, I'll, I'll show him what I meant. And this guy's insulting me whilst I'm there. And all the crowd are there. And they, they kind of agreed with him because nobody's like, oh my God, that's terrible. And so I had a pack of people stood in front of me looking at me like I was a piece of shit. So uh, I looked at Brendan and Brendan said, right, Johnny, get your stuff on. I'm doing up my gloves. And you know when, you, when, you, you, when you're trying to get your stuff on, but you're right mad, you want to cry, you're like, don't cry, Johnny. If you cry, he's going to think you're like, I'm going to fucking kill you. When you're angry, you, you don't know, you, mm. you, you get real upset and everything. So Brendan said to this guy, he said, if you want to warm up, just warm up with this young lad, a young lad called Ryan Rhodes, who was only 13 at the time, warm yourself mm-hmm. up. And he said, nah. He said, I'll wait for him. I thought, you fuck. What a so, so I got in the ring, and when I got in the ring, uh, Brendan shouted, time! rang the bell I thought right I'm going to slaughter him I'll just knock him out cold and I'm thinking how am I going to hurt him shall I punch him in his throat and then punch <laughs> him in his temple this is how I'm thinking yeah and I thought I'll just knock him out and then and, and so I, when I went to no I went to hit him in his throat <laughs> that's it <laughs> I wanted him to swallow his gum shell I hated it I, and I'm, oh I don't God. hate and, but, but it just represented it conjured all some, the negativity yeah, yeah. <laughs> it conjured something up inside me I thought it, it turned you into a person that you just weren't so I went to hit this guy and he ducked his head down and hit him on the top of the head and straight away, whoa, whoa, stop, stop, stop. And he went down on one knee. I'm like, we ain't even started yet. Mm. I'm not having any of this. Just that. So everybody's brave until they get hit once mm-hmm. and then all your plans just disappear. <laughs> uh, and this guy, no, no, I'm not having any of this. No, no, just wait, wait, wait. And he said, wait, wait. And took his head guard off and jumped out the ring and sprinted off. <laughs> In, and I thought, what, are you uh, mad? And so then I jumped out of the room to try and chase after him. Brendan's <laughs> going, lock the door, don't let him out, don't, don't let him. Let me, so they won't let me out of the gym. So all these people that were in the in the gym to spar with me for the 750 quid, all of a sudden said, oh no, I just came to watch. And they're all popping off one at a time. One or two got in, they didn't last a round. But Brendan was, in his unorthodox way of thinking, was trying to build my confidence up. And now, it's like now, well, now I look back on days like that, and on social media, it's very hard to be criticized. It's very easy to be criticized by people that have never done your job. It's very easy to be criti- be an armchair champion to say he's, he's rubbish, he should do this, that, and the other. So when I see sportsmen and women being taking it personal, uh, I say, why would you let someone that's never done your job affect your performance? I, I, I read somewhere there was a, a young girl, she was getting that much abuse off social media. I was more pissed off at her than I was the person writing it because I thought, you're the one that gets up at stupid o'clock in the, in the morning to train. You're the one that diets, that 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 has to uh, train six, seven hours a day and you're making somebody who's never done it once dictate how how good or you are or not. You're a fool for actually believing them so maybe you shouldn't be in that sport. And so everybody has an opinion but but I was fortunate to go through an experience that, that was so bad that made me think to myself, be real with people, you know. And so you've got a handful of people that will, that are your true friends. You've got a handful but full of people that will tell you how it is. But you've got many, many people that will turn turn out like shadows. When the sun's out, they'll be there, you know. Mm. When the sun's gone, they'll disappear. When when things are not going too well, 
and 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 I was fortunate to have Brendan where Brendan he talked to me and talked to me, t- read books to me, quoted books. He said, "Come on, let's go for a walk." Let's, and he he was on my case all the time because he could see the ups and downs of what was going through and. And it was it was a hard time, and I know this might be trivial to somebody else, but it was my life. So everybody thinks their own problems are trivial, so they don't want to mention it. Mm. This was my life, so it was my world, and so and so that's why if you're listening to this, I want you to understand this might mean nothing to you, but it meant everything to me. And that's like like a lot of guys, their problems might seem it was everything to them, but it's nothing to everybody else, and so that's mm. why they don't want to talk about it. It's all relative, feel, isn't it? Yeah, mm. and so so what's important to you might not be important to me. And so that's why people understand when they speak out about things, you're not being weak. You're not being a pussy. What you're doing is you say, you know what? I'm struggling to translate what's actually happening in my life at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. Somebody's translating to me. When you go to see a counsellor, uh, a counsellor basically is there to listen to how you interpret or, or translate what's happening in life. And then that counsellor's there to say, well, no, actually, you're looking at this wrong. That's not grey, that's actually black. That's not actually grey, that's white. You know, and they, they're just putting things back into place again. We just look at things differently. And we let these little things that we think a little, uh, mm. that others think a little, get us down and affect our life, affect our outlook on life. And and yeah, you've got to go through certain things to, 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 to experience this and really understand it. If you're fortunate enough to, to have not been there, good. That's a great mm. place to be. But I think... We we all we're all born with the same chance in life. We yeah. are really born with the same chance. We, one of us might be born with a silver foot spoon in our mouth, but as individuals, we're all born with the same chance in life. Yeah. It depends on how you turn your life it's around. It's interesting how you get what you say about um, this is my life, this is my reality, and um, it might be different for somebody else, but it's my truth, and that affects me. But what you just said there about it being. Um, you 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 got through it because of a great mentor, mm. uh, and you, what you went through was because of the the fear and shame of judgment from lots of people. And I think this day and age, those two things are really really important, and and, and reflect and relate to every single person out there because of social media, because of this world and this life that we create. We're always constantly but, worried. But it's now and affecting fear. it's now affecting younger individuals because it's a it's a, a social media environment. Mm. You know, if they haven't got certain likes on the, a picture or mm-hmm. someone says something negative about it, it's affecting young individuals and they've got to think outside the box and think, you know what, everybody has an opinion. It's just an opinion. Yeah. You know, if, if someone says you're bad, it doesn't mean you're bad. It just means, you know what, that's what they think. You know if you're a good person or not. And it's just, it's it's frustrating and I sound, probably sound like an old footy when, you know, and I'd probably look at older people when I was young and think, oh, shut up, you know what we're talking about. But it's just, it's just... It's just an opinion. Mm. The only opinion that counts is the one you have of yourself, really. It, yeah. But and that that is that is what filters through you is how you feel. The, but the, we yeah, take everyone else's as if it's gospel, as if they know us and they don't know us. Yeah. The, the problem is, uh, unfortunately, it'll come in all shapes and sizes, all disguises. And so, and some people are not being mean. They just don't understand. They don't see what you see. Yeah. And this can come from a parent. It can come from a brother, a sister, a lover. Uh, a, a child and, and they may be saying something just because they don't see your dream or understand what you're seeing doesn't mean they're being weird and doesn't mean they're, they're, or, or they're being cruel it doesn't mean that it's unachievable it just means they don't see what you see that's what a dream is it's your mm-hmm. dream it's your ambition yeah. and so I always say when I do talks to kids and uh, especially sports sportsmen and sportswomen I say to them look you've got to be confident and have the self-belief to say I'm special we are all special. We all have a talent. 
Not everybody finds that talent. And on the way to getting achieving success, you're going to be distracted by, it's like you see your success right in front of you, you know what you want to do, you know what your goal is, you know what, where you want to be. But on the way there, you're going to have all these distractions in life, be it family, be it friends, be it job, be it love life. Impatience. Be it, be it, be it, yeah, all these things, all these things, you're going to deal with them and you're going to try and move on to your goal. But sometimes you get stuck dealing with something, uh, one, one of these distractions. And that's why a lot of people don't achieve their goal because I always think, how much do you want it? How much do you want what you're chasing after? How much does it mean to you? Do you want it enough? Now, now, if your mum said, because my mum didn't want me to box, my mum, that, that's the last thing she wanted me to do. I used to, used to have to sneak out of the house and say I was going into dance competitions. <laughs> and she was happy for me to do dance competitions, but not to box. Yeah. And when I boxed, she'd like, she's like, Johnny, why are you fighting? You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not brave. You cry anything. You know, I'm like, come on, mom, please do me a favor. <laughs> you know, my family would give me a hard time because I was like the crybaby in the house. But they weren't being mean. They just talked it from their perspective. They didn't see what I saw. So I didn't take it personal. I didn't think they were just trying to pull the rug from under me. They just spoke their life. Mm. We, we may not see or meet somebody in our lifetime that is successful, that has achieved the things we want to achieve. It doesn't mean it's impossible. It just means, you know what, You've just, everything's possible. If I can do it, if I can retire as undefeated world champion, make, setting a record of 13 defences and retiring and not losing my title in the ring, that's what I finished at. And I started at having 13 amateur fights and I won three. Hmm. Now, if that doesn't tell you anything, that, that to me, it's like it's a no-brainer. And, and there's kids that have had so much of a better start, so much talent, so much help in, in getting there that I just think, look, if I can do it, you ain't got no excuse. No excuse. I didn't leave mm. school with unbelievable education. My handwriting was that of a 13-year-old. My reading was that of a 10-year-old. I left school with nothing. So, so I'd had no leg ups, and I and and if you're talking about ridicule and a hard time, I get, had all of it. Mm. But I think if I can do this, anybody can do it. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ben, you're a trained meditation teacher, aren't you? So you know the importance of meditation, right? Yeah, it's been massive for me. Um, getting out of my head, stop trying to be who I, who I thought I'd meant to be, and actually tap into to what's inside. And meditation has been a big part of our journey. And um, yeah, I'm using using Mind Detox app now, and it's brilliant. It's a, it's a, got a full menu of choosing how I want to feel, what state I want to try and get into, and, and meditation taps into that deeper deeper energy inside of me. It's um, so nice. It's so nice to have a sponsor that's in line with our message. That's what I really am. I'm so pleased because we genuinely use it and we genuinely get something from it. And and I hope you at home do. And I hope you do so far. And if you haven't downloaded it so far, you can go to the App Store and get it there on Google Play and, and just try it out. We'd highly recommend listening to the, to the lovely tones of Fiona Lamb. The Mind Detox app. It's an amazing thing. Yeah. When you when you see somebody have, in your case, somebody saw your potential and, and it was the right person to bring that out of you with Brendan. Mm. They saw potential. And, and we talk about it a lot. We talk about mentors and, and um, actual real-life superheroes that go unspoken of. You, you have them in rugby clubs. I had one in Kafili Rugby Club spot. You know, an amazing guy. I spoke to him this weekend and he had no idea how much of an impact he had on my life, just mm. completely unaware. And it's these, even more so these days, the most important thing is for somebody to believe in you. So you believe in yourself. You, to you, you need to endorse. You need them to endorse. That little bit of, when you found that talent, that talent is just a dream in that little part of your head. You think, can I really do this? Mm. You need somebody to say, you actually can. And you're going to come across a few speed bumps in life, but you actually can do this. And that's somebody just, it, it can come in any form. And, and and what I'm saying is just because your parent is your parent doesn't mean they're the person to do it. It could be a complete stranger. It could be some, you know, you could, you might go to a sports psychologist. That might not, not be the person. It might be an individual that's done it. it. It'll come in all shapes and sizes. And so you've got this is how you've got to look at it. And if you're prepared to put the work in, expect the results. That's how I look at things. In any way, in any way, in any sport, in any in any job. And and to me that's that's the secret to success. Did your did your mindset change through being told then that you could do this? Because it sounds to me like you know, you grow up always thinking, you know, I'm I'm the, I'm the fraud here, they were just rubbish. And obviously I doubt you could have kept that same mentality and got to world champion. Um, so did your did your belief in yourself change because someone installed that my, in you? My belief came when I uh, I can I can tell you when it was I I had the crack uh, my third crack at being world champion. Uh, and so Brent, for the first two, did you not have any? any no, belief no, yourself? not at all, at no. all. Right. Now Brendan was there, but I didn't believe him. Yeah. So so he said, Johnny, you you don't have the confidence to match your ability. I know what you can do. I didn't believe him. Hmm. So and. I'm probably like a donkey. You need to just keep taking me to the water to drink it, drink it, and I'll pass out. I didn't <laughs> believe him. 
And and it came from my third crack at the world title. And uh, he told me, he said, look at your life. Look at what you've done. You've been through every aspect of our sport. You've won, you've lost, you've drawn. You've been ridiculed. You've been you've been uh, you've been uh, mocked. Uh, you've been. You, I was banished. I was in Germany for six years because nobody would, would put me on in the UK. So I was out there for six years, on and off, as a sparring partner, hookering yourself out to, to to be a sparring partner for the best. You know, he said you've been through every aspect in your life. You've now got to figure out why why it's not your opportunity now. Why it's not your turn now. You've got to understand why she, Why do you not deserve your chance? Why is it? And I'm like, I ain't got no reason. I've got no reason at all. I've done everything. I, and so nobody can tell me. I might not be able to remember who boxed who in what round and what year or where, but nobody will tell me the feelings and understandings, any feelings or understandings, what happened once you step in the ring, because I've, I've seen them all. And, and I'm proof. So once I, became, once I boxed the world title, I can remember walking to the ring and I was saying to myself, I am never, if you look at it on YouTube, Johnny Nelson v. Carl Thompson, I'm walking to the ring, look at, I look at that individual and I know exactly what he's saying. He's saying, I am never going to lose this. I'm never going to lose this title. This is mine forever. And, I really, and, once I be, and once I went in there and won the title, I believed I was the best in the world. Regardless if I was or wasn't, I believed I was. And that was it. So I knew... I knew what the secret was. I knew what the ingredient was. Put the work in, expect the results. I've got all the experience to do everything. I, I should expect to win because I've done everything. And so every time I went into fire, I knew I was never going to lose because I did the work. I prepped right. I thought right. I slept right. I'd read right. Uh, I'd listened to Brendan. And, and, and that confidence, that penny had dropped. I, 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 it was like a smugness to say, I know what the key to success is. It's, it's a thin line. It's like a coin, the flip of a coin. And once you figure out what it is, I can't put it into words, but once you figure out what it is, what gets you there, what that mentality is, you think, that was so simple. And and that's why there's so many so many individuals that are out there now and they don't understand how close they are to that flip of a coin. And 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 you're going to come across speed bumps. You're going to come across heartache and pain. You're going to come across negativity. You're going to come across failure. That is going to test your metal and test your self-confidence. But that's part of the flip of the coin. You've yeah. got to. So, so fundamentally, your belief in yourself came from a place where, like, I'm going to try, 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 try. I'm going to learn, 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 learn. It's going to get to a point where it's like, well, there's nothing out. I've got it. Like, I know it all now. I've, 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 You've I've got, been through it No all. excuses for yourself. No excuses. Like, I've, I'm going to succeed it. And then you win. And it's like, there you go. Now I've won. Like, yeah. That, this that, is what and and that's what, but it wasn't just about winning. Because once you win, it's easy to become complacent. Your belly's full. You think, I've done it now. I'm all right. Hmm. I don't have to work as hard. I'm all right. And that's the biggest hurdle. That's a big, because yeah. I've seen it happen to others. Yeah. So once I became world champion, was I was still hungry. Yeah. I thought, you ain't getting rid of me. Now I wasn't expected to win it. I wasn't expected to win it, never mind keep it. I, and, and so after two or three defenses, most people usually lose it. And, and then when they've lost it, they think it's because I couldn't find that motivation, to, that drive. And I no longer had that, that hunter's mentality. Yeah. Because when you become champion, you're, you're the hunted. So you're just looking for who's coming for you. When, you're, when you have the hunter's mentality, you know what you're after. You know that's your drive. That's your ambition. That's what you've got to do. So it's a, different, it's a different qualification once you become successful at what you do. And you've got to be prepared for that mindset yeah, that, and keep that hunger, keep that drive. And so once I become world champion, it was a bigger deal to everybody else than it was to me. 
And the only, the nice, the sweetest thing about becoming world champion was that, to me, I could prove that Brendan Ingle's system worked, his system of training. I wasn't a man-made product. I wasn't somebody that had natural talent or, or ability. I was made from scratch from Brendan. And it wasn't just a physical thing. It was a mental thing. It was an emotional thing. It was a maturity thing. And all these things were installed by a mentor. And that's why I say mentors are the most important thing. David Beckham wouldn't be David Beckham without Alex Ferguson. Uh, and, and this is how you look at things. They might have the mm-hmm. talent, but you need somebody that says, right, do that, do this, do that, to guide you, that read, that understands you, that understands human nature. Unfortunately, not, there are not many true coaches around, uh, but there are many live coaches around, but you've just got to find them. Do you think your your Brendan invested in you though because he saw your work ethic and he thought this guy's going to put it in for me and I'm I'm going to invest back in him because I can see how hard he's trying. Brendan gave everybody a chance. I was one of many. Okay. And you, you you see the the champions that he's turned out. We are the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And and the the individuals that he he helped in life uh, are many and vast. And it wasn't until his passing you realise how many people he actually had helped. And affected and and and, and inspired, and uh, and so I I was one of many, mm. and, and and there are not many people like that. But you think all of them? You all had a common theme that you were you were the triers, you were the ones who worked hard, and, and you got the reward yeah, because yeah, listen, you put yourself out there. And I think that's the message. I have a photograph, and there's a photograph of me, a guy called Fidel Castro Smith. That's his proper name. His fight name was Slugger O'Toole, which is even worse. <laughs> and and Harold Graham. These two were. Unbelievable boxers. They were they were the heir apparent. They were the ones you expected to succeed. So there's me, Fidel, Harold, and Brendan stood in a black and white photograph. And you'd look at that and think, definitely two world champions there. Kid at the back, no chance. I'm the kid at the back. The only one that became world champion and succeeded was me. Mm. And the difference between me and those the other two was I listened and stuck it out. Okay. And 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 the amount of guys that used to beat me up in the gym when I was younger, and you think, how have you done that? I said, I just listened. I just kept listening. I went to the gym just to make friends. I didn't go to the gym because I want to be a millionaire, I want to be a world champion. I went to make friends. So to me, it was home. That was my stability. So when things weren't going well at, at, in life, when it was down, I'd go to the gym just to be in the gym, not just to work out, be in the gym, be around that, that smell, that environment, that atmosphere. Uh, just to hear people, you know, talk, uh, uh, guys talking, you, you, little family arguments and stuff like that. That was my that was my haven. That was where I felt the safest. And even now, when I drive past the gym or go in, that smell reminds me of of, of all of that. Uh, my best thinking, my best remedy for anything, especially when I had a fight coming up, I'd get up at three o'clock in the morning. I'd go to the gym. I had a key. For the Brennan gave me a key for the gym, and that was the sweetest feel. I'm thinking I've got my own key for the gym. <laughs> I'd go in the gym at night time. Uh, I wouldn't turn the lights on. I'd do my footwork, and it was, I know it's weird. I wouldn't turn the music on. I'd do my footwork. I'd just go in, and you could see the sunlight coming, th- uh, the moonlight coming through. That was my light. And uh, and Brennan lived across the road from the gym. And and when you in at the gym, if the if the door wasn't locked, it always like stayed ajar, and he could see the dim d- gym would always open. So he. I can remember one, one, one night, one morning, he just popped in, popped his head around the door, and I was doing the pitter-patter, 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 my feet up down the line. And he looked at me and nodded, I looked at him and nodded, and he went back to bed. <laughs> this, was my, this was my safety, this was my safety spot, no matter what was happening in my life. And 
And that, again, is my message is there's so many people that think I am on my own. I have my own problems. We all have issues. Every one of us. So do not think you're on your own. And there's somebody out there for everybody. But it's just finding that somebody. And something. Or something. Yeah. Or something. And, and once you open your mouth, then that somebody might find you. And that's the difference. You know, I, we can walk down the street and look as confident as anything. You know, so nothing bothers us. I've got it made. I'm a millionaire. I've got a nice car, beautiful girl on my arm, lovely house, lovely clothes. I'm telling you that that individual has got as many problems as you has. But it's a it's about front. It's about the hustle. How much front can you put on? How much of a smile can you put on? How how can you how can you make people think that is not the case? We all have issues, but we've just got to be brave enough to say, you know what? I need to get out of this. You know when you say people are going loopy. It's actually mm. it's because you, you keep thinking and thinking mm. about the same thing over and over again. It starts beating you up. Mm. You overthink it and it gets it gets you down. And we all have we all have the same loop. It's move, just stepping out of the loop. Move beyond our thoughts and just and, and try. And I think we talk a lot on this podcast about vulnerability. And I think you've talked a lot without knowing it about vulnerability because you know, you talked about your record at the beginning. You know, you lost your first few fights and, and you know, you weren't looking like the, the, the best boxer the world's ever gonna see. But yet there was something more deeper than you. You were that's vulnerability turning up. You lost. People probably in the gym going, there's Johnny, he's, he's lost his first three or whatever. You he's know. crap. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's crap. I didn't want to I was gonna say that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, that's and a lot of guys would be like, Yeah, that's not for me, I just don't really like it anymore. It's not because they're because they're worried about their front, you know, they're worried yeah. about what everyone's saying to them. But you were vulnerable enough to say, "Hey, I'm going to keep doing this. This is—I've got something from this, and I want to keep going and I keep going." That's resilience for me, and, and you've got to be vulnerable to, to enter that space. But, but that became your, my strength, totally. Because I saying. could look back at that and think, you know what? There's nothing you can say to me to upset me because yeah. I've been there. Yeah. I've had it when I was young and naive, and and so there's no insult you can throw on me that's going to break me. There's nothing that you can say that's going to make me stop doing what I'm doing. This is my dream. This is what I can see. If you can't see it, that's not my problem. Mm. This is what I'm intending on doing. We can achieve so much if we if we we tap into that talent we all have. And I keep saying we all have a talent. Not all of us find it. Uh, the ones that know it from day one are unbelievably successful. The ones that stumble on it, I stumbled on mine. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I still appreciate everything I, I have, everything I, I achieved. Uh, uh, and Brennan was right. I was a mummy's boy. I didn't know I was a mummy's boy. I thought I'd pack in boxing like mid-twenties, something like that. I was boxing until I was 36 years old. You know, and, and he understood that. And and I was fortunate to find somebody that was grounded. His ego wasn't wasn't out of hand. He His his passion was to help others. And that's what he did naturally. Uh, and he was he was very understanding with that. I was lucky. How was it when you retired? Uh, I hated it. Absolutely hated it. I, I avoided going to the gym. Uh, because I miss Brendan. That was a word. I can remember doing an interview on the local TV, and uh, before I retired, and the woman said, "What would you miss the most if you uh, retired?" And it wasn't the boxing. It wasn't. I said Brendan, and it was like now looking back back on it, it was an odd answer. Uh, I said I miss Brendan more than anything because I've seen this man every day of my life for the past since I've been 14 years wow. old spoken to him every day of my life he's been involved in my life I'd miss him more than anything not the titles not the the, 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 the fighting not I said Brendan 
and 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 in and now looking back and I realise how poignant that was, how how much of an influence he had on my life. So when I retired, I had to make an active decision in my head to stay away from the gym because I would end up being one of those fighters that wouldn't stop. Uh, and because it's a drug. You're self-medicating, you 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 just you that endorphin, you just need that to settle you, to calm you, to, to balance out your, your highs and your lows. And and I thought I need to stop not go to the gym. And I missed it like hell. I'd drive past and so I banned myself from going to Winkerbank. I'd like I'd make sure I missed that exit. I wouldn't go to that area of Sheffield. Uh Brennan has still phoned me. And and a lot of the times I thought I don't want to pick up the phone because I know the second I speak to him, I'm gonna say, Come on, Brennan, let's go for a walk. And I did. You know, and 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 and, and so then it got back into that circle again. So now I thought, I'm not going to go in the gym. Could you say, come and get in the gym? Johnny Nelson, you come box until you're 50 years old. I'm like, I don't want to box when I'm 50. <laughs> That's what he used to say to me all the time. And we still go for a walk. We still go to the, uh, the the sauna. We still like just walk around Sheffield. He'd tell me about the history of, of Sheffield. He'd tell me about the, the history of the gym or history of, 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 of Marcus Aurelius. He'd tell me stuff and I'm like, you've told me so already, bro. And that's when I missed more, more than anything. Uh, I don't miss the gym. I don't miss the gym. He made it part of my life. He made it my lifestyle. So I get up now, I train. I've got to do something. I get up at stupid o'clock, I'll train. That is part of my lifestyle, like walking, talking, drinking a cup of tea. Training is my lifestyle. So that's no nothing extra. I miss more than anything else, Brendan. And that's it. Incredible. How did you deal with the, the, the change in lifestyle and not being with Brendan? Was it a... Uh, it was hard. Or, yeah, uh, yeah it, it was hard. I'll, I'll admit it was hard. And even now... Bastard. It's all right, buddy. Um, even now, uh, I can easily think of things and think, oh, shit, wait a minute. Okay, mate. Do you want some water? Some tissues here. Yeah. Come on, let's get on with it. So know. even now, um, when I think about it, I think, shit, that's camera's unbelievable. I was just fortunate, mate. Oh, mate. Um, I miss having him at the end of the phone. More than anything. Do you still talk to him? Yeah, yeah. Good. Um, and I still try and do the things that he did with us, like take us to prisons, um, and we talk to individuals. And uh, he was he was the guy that, of all my friends, he was the one that I spoke to every day, mm. the most, should I say. Um, so I just think with with Brendan, I think he, he guided me to the stage in my life where it'll always break my heart. Uh, mm. But each time you talk about him, you just feel a little stronger. Uh, but it always break my heart. Understandable, mm. absolutely understandable. And th- you said earlier that you are you're working with children and yeah. kids, and you're carrying on that mentorship throughout yeah. through your life, and that's effectively passing on his legacy through you. Yeah, I used to th- I used to say to him, Brendan, I don't know how you do it. He said, What do you mean? I said, When you're married, you've got five kids. Um, so you've got a wife to deal with, you've got your kids to deal with, you come across the gym 
and you've got all us to deal with and not just us in the gym our family problems as well I yeah. met you when you had a full head of black hair <laughs> then I saw it turn grey then I saw it go bald I could never do what you did because that's that's commitment that's uh, and you've had your heart broken by individuals that have, have lied to you uh, let you down and uh, he said he said we all have a choice um, once I've once I, he said Johnny once I educate you once I talk to you it's up to you how you deal with your life and so I know now when I go and speak to kids it's you know not everyone will listen uh, uh, fortunately I do when I go to prisons we were at Lindon prison the other day and uh, well I was at Lindon prison the other day and the last time I was there I was there with Brendan and I was telling the prisoners uh, about our last visit I was telling them speaking to them about their option, their choice, why they ended up there. We all have a choice in life. I could have e easily been one of them. I tell them, I tell them the story of Brendan uh, and his philosophy on, on life, on, on individuals, on moving forward. And they were like, they were like little school kids. I thought, wow, these guys are like, some of them were doing a long stretch. Mm. And, uh, uh, and Brendan had the talent of being able to talk to people, have the meat out of the palm of his hand. He didn't bullshit them. He just was very, very matter of fact and said, "Look, this is how life could be, shouldn't be, should be. The 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 opinion, the the opportunity is yours." And um, funny enough, when I was coming out of prison, one of the guys, one of the prisoners, I used to go to school with his mom. And I'm thinking, God, isn't it a small world? Yeah, sure. uh, one of the visits visits to prison, there was a guy called Bonnie. You won't mind me saying his name. He was doing a 16 year stretch before this when when I went to Brendan and uh, he was speaking to us from prison and he said and he pointed to me he said that should be me and he should be me he, you know I basically I should be coming in to visit me <clears throat> and Johnny Nelson should be one here talking to you because we both started boxing at the same time he was much better than I was Brendan said Johnny no no we'll not put you in we'll put Bunny in because he'll win you know Bunny had gone in winning then I'd box the kid afterwards because Bunny was tougher than me he had everything going and uh, and Bonnie just drifting out of the game, uh, went to crime, ended up doing a six, ended up doing a sixteen year stretch, and inside he said, I, every time I'd see you in the paper, see you on TV, I'd be thinking that should be me. Mm. He said that was one of my biggest regrets when I see you. It it kind of got to me because I thought I was such an idiot because I didn't listen. Uh, and and Brendan, there's a lot of guys that that have been in our gym, a lot of champions that have been in our gym, and Brendan is very unorthodox, he's very hard to understand his way of thinking, but once you get it, it's like, it's like, it's having a nectar, man, you just, he's one of the guys that, he gives you, gives you the answers, and that's why I say to people, the difference between success and failure is so thin, it's a flip of a coin, I can't tell you what it is, but I know what it is, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you gotta feel it. Yeah, you feel it. You know, you know what you've got to do. You've got, you know what mindset you've got to have. Uh, and individuals that that are down, down, that are low. I'm telling you now, they, it, it's not just you. You are not the only person. You know, if I can come on here and talk to you about Brendan and blubber like a baby, then then I'm not ashamed of it anymore. I just think I love the guy. Yeah. Uh, and so guys have got to think to yourself: it doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean you're less of a man. It just means you know what I've got to deal with something here. I'll I'll probably not do this in two or three years time, but right now I do. If you do, it's okay. I, yeah, I it's an emotion. It's, I think it's beautiful, incredible. I, 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 I feel like you know I see you. 
you know like there's a truth behind you you could easily just put on a mask and go yeah whatever yeah. kind of you know it's fine I'm a man I'm not going to pretend that this matters to me whatever like it's, it's in the past but I see you and I think this is this is powerful and um, yeah I, th- I thank you for going there with us if I'm honest it's cool it's no problem at yeah. we've managed to speak about it. no I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful because when you show your true self you're aware of your emotions and you you're at peace with the good and the bad, and you have the confidence and the power and the prowess that you have to, to deliver that in front of us and mm. in front of our audience, knowing that there's judgment and you don't care. That's powerful, man. That's powerful for people to listen. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. We all, we've all got it inside of us. Yeah. And, and the one thing that used to get to me when I was younger was the, the opinion of, of others. I was vilified, I was mocked, I was, and now it just don't, it actually doesn't mean, at the time I thought, God, is what my life is. Now I just look back and think, yeah, whatever. Mm. It actually doesn't make that much of a difference. It, it made me the man I am today. And it, it actually was my fruit to getting, to being champion. That's what drew, drove me. Mm. I loved it when I got in the ring and people booed me. I loved it because I thought, yes, it's what I want. You use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use it. And so negativity, we're all going to come across that. And it, when people are like that with you, they're reflecting Inner dealings, inner demons of their own. Yeah. It's not really your issue. <laughs> and so you've got to understand that you've got to get that in your head. It's a really important thing to say that, I think. Like, um, we talked about it before, trolls on Instagram, etc. I feel sorry for people that, that deliver that inst- Instagram comment to you and they've taken time out of their day and they want to insult you. I feel bad that they're in such a bad situation that they feel as if they need to do that. It comes from any, it, they can come from any background you don't know, but yeah. it comes from somewhere. Yeah, I think, remember, if you've done something to the point where people have now got an opinion on your success or your failure, you've done well. Yeah. Uh, and so you want to kind of take it as a compliment. I, yeah. whatever abuse I get, if I do get it, I'm trying to, I can't think of anything outstanding. Uh, whatever abuse I get, I I call it charm and disarm. You know, so if someone says, Johnny Nelson, you crap, I'll, I reply back, say, yeah, you're right. God, I'm lucky how I you know, it was garbage. And then he, after a while, they're laughing and joking with you and saying, yeah. you're all right, you. I'm thinking, yeah. why am I going to take what you're saying to me personal? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just an opinion. There's, yeah. um, I love the quote, when you show someone your flaws, no one can hold them against you. Um, it's just, you know, if you own it, none of us are perfect. Not, mm. not one of us. Not, not you, not you, not me. None of us are. So, mm. like, like, it's okay. We've all got our flaws. But the other thing, I think, with the trolling is that I love the analogy when, when you're holding a, a cup of tea, if you poke the tea, you know, tea falls out the falls out the cup. If you're holding a bottle of water and you poke the bottle, water falls out. Someone's showing you what's inside of them. When they show you anger or bitterness or resentment or whatever it is, that's inside of them. That's what they're living with. That's the pain mm. that they're in. Mm. And when they're kind to you, the compassion they're loving, that's what's within them as well. Yeah. So you're just getting, like you said, John, it's just a reflection, a reflection of where they're at. Yeah. That's that's who it's they fascinating. are. Fascinating. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So you can have compassion for them. How how, how are they treating people? I think you'll probably have people listen to this show and um, you've got three guys um, that are just just basically trying to and it's not condescending it's not it's not preaching it's just basically saying boys guys listen it's no big deal it ain't, it's no big deal honestly it doesn't make you any weaker it doesn't make you any stronger it just means you know, it actually makes you stronger should I say because I own it I own my shit so mm. I ain't got a problem with it I'm no angel but yeah. but I own who I am, and so I don't feel. I was angry at first whenever I spoke about Brendan. 
he's my Achilles heel. So whenever I spoke about Brendan, I'd be, I, I just couldn't get out. So I was saying it myself, and I thought I was embarrassed. And then, and then his daughter said, "Why, why, John? You just loved him." I thought, you know what? Why, you know? And so when I get the opportunity to to talk about this person that had such an impact on my life, on my family's life, and I don't mean my kids. I mean my my mum, my, my 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 brothers, my sisters, my community, my 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 city. You know, I think, well, I was fortunate enough to actually meet him. I was fortunate enough to actually say he's my mate. I was fortunate enough to have this guy's number to so he's like, Johnny, come on, let's do this. I was fortunate enough to be in his vocabulary, you know, and so so I'm proud. Mm. So I don't feel ashamed about it. Mm. Um, I can remember after his passing, I went to this, I went a few weeks after, uh, I went to this car wash and this guy, I knew him, he, started, he came to me when he said, uh, Johnny, sorry to hear about Brendan. I <laughs> broke down, shut, shut my window. I thought, just wash my car. And so, and that was it. And then, and when, and then only last week, I went back there again and I saw the guy and I bumps instantly reminded me of that time. I'm blubbering in the car. This guy must think I'm a right pussy because <laughs> I'm always crying every time he sees me. I'm, and it's only because when I saw him, it just reminded me of the pain then. Um, and so it's just, it's just. It's a I, I, yeah, it was, it's a process. It's a process, and it takes time. And we all have that somebody. We all have that Achilles heel. He's mine. Uh, we all have that something that makes us feel weak instead of strong. He's mm. mine. Oh, it's all about perspective. I think anyone who thinks you're a pussy because you cry because you care, I mean that that's their that's their issue. I mean, I see a man who's passionate, who's alive, who's, mm. who's got feelings, who's got emotion, who's experienced that beautiful connection. All these that not one of those bits suggests any kind of weakness to me. Not no. one. This huge man. I'm incredibly grateful that you came on and you bared your soul. That's what it's all about for us. Just connecting, normalizing human emotion, especially with men. You're an inspiration. Thank you. Pleasure. You really Pleasure are. Mine. Before you do go, we do have one question. We do it with everybody. Yeah. Um, if you could go back into time and go back to a moment where you felt your, your lowest... And if you could give any words of advice to that young Johnny, <laughs> what would you say? Um, I actually, looking back on it, I wouldn't change anything. Mm. All the bad times, I wouldn't change anything because I think that's made me who I am today. Uh, it gives me the chance to to try and help others um, to pass on your wisdom. Uh, so you're better off using someone else's wisdom than having to go through experiences to get it. Um, I look at the De Leon fight and I see that Johnny Nelson, that's panicking. And I want to reach in the TV screen and slap him around his face to say, Johnny, look, have the confidence to match your ability. Once that penny drops, it will always be there. Um, and it was about just have belief in yourself. I doubted everything. I doubted. I doubt. I felt embarrassed if I had to read in public. I felt embarrassed if I had to talk in public. I felt embarrassed if I had to perform in public. I just doubted myself. And it was about believing yourself. And uh, and that's what I'd say to me. I'd just say, Johnny, look, listen to me. This is where you will be in 20 years' time. Believe in yourself. And you just enjoy the ride for longer. Amazing. Beautiful. One word checkout, Ben? <sighs> I can't need more than one. I can say I'm, I feel I feel honoured. You three, yeah. I feel honoured. I, um, I feel touched. And I feel privileged. I feel inspired. Very incredibly grateful. And I feel incredibly lighter than that, what I did when I first started this conversation. So uh, thank you. 
I feel hot, hungry, uh, and my feet are hurt. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've let Shoes everything else go. go. <laughs> yeah. It's just uh, physical feelings. Now. You've released all of your mental. Thank you, feelings. boys. It's been a complete pleasure. Thanks, Thank you Johnny. so much. Appreciate it. Well, I hope you can uh, you can understand what we were talking about now before uh, when we set up that podcast with Johnny Nelson. I mean, that was that was a high that that was intense for me. That was an intense podcast to be a part of. It was, and I'm very grateful for it. Yeah, me too. It was powerful. It was powerful right from the word go for me. But obviously, you know, there was there was a climax there that you know Johnny really went to. He really opened up. Yeah. And it, and it, do you know what? I don't mean this wrrongly, but it was beautiful. Like to, to have mm-hmm. that energy, to, for him to be able to express himself like that. It, it was a pleasure. Uh, it's a weird thing to say. No, it it's a, a pleasure. privilege. It's a yeah. privilege that somebody that can come into our domain and be that safe mm. and trust us. Yeah. Because that's I think that's that's what it's all about for me. Mm. You know, we we want to get to the these guys who uh, are afraid to be vulnerable and afraid to trust other people and having somebody like Johnny on uh, who has come from a working class background he has, has fought his way literally fought his way to where he is now and still is open about his progress and his process with mental health and his vulnerability and I just thought it was a beautiful thing and it was a really interesting moment when he did break down we stopped and we let him carry on mm. I didn't try and stop him crying didn't rush to the tissues to wipe away the tears we were like this let this happen and that was really interesting and he let it happen he's like no that's fine i'm just gonna do it mm. and this is fine don't cut he didn't want us to cut you know some guys would have gone no you're not putting that out mm. he didn't say anything to us afterwards no. he didn't and i really respect him for that he could have tried to paper over those perceived cracks but he didn't and i really am very grateful for that totally and do you know what from my perspective you know we talk about vulnerability and how powerful vulnerability can be. You know, he opened up and let us see him and shared his emotions there and we see them, they're so mm-hmm. visible. Con- connection, you know, the yeah. connection that I felt with him in sharing that experience is powerful. Yeah. You know, it's, it, if he shut us out and, and we didn't really go there, you know, it's still a lovely conversation, but I, I see him in that extra light. It's yeah. in, and, you know, I've sent him a message after because I was just touched. I was Same. really touched. And um, that's, that's, that's vulnerability for me. It opens the door to connection. Yeah. And what what he said about having role models is right up our alley as well. Yeah. You know, he I, for me he's a role model there. Yeah. If he can have that attitude and inspire young boxers, young kids that are on the streets to to search for their purpose and to not give in, not give up, and believe that they matter, all the better for him. And uh, thank you for coming on, Johnny. Thank you so much, yeah. mate. Yeah, you're going to touch a lot of people. Thank you, Johnny. We appreciate it. And if you like that, please comment, rate, subscribe to the podcast and go on to our Instagram, which is, I'll remember this week, Ben. Because it's written down in front the of Naked me. Professors <laughs> underscore podcast. You can read. <laughs> F off. And um, yeah, the, the Twitter is TMP podcast. And, and are we on anything else? No, not as far as I'm aware. We're not on TikTok, are we? Like all the kids are. <laughs> no, we're Have not. Have you been on TikTok? No, should Don't. we? Nah. Nah, okay. Nah, it's full of like nine-year-olds being funnier <laughs> than I could ever dream of. <laughs> okay. We'll leave that <laughs> it's one. It's hilarious. But yeah, if you're into that, go on to that. Um, and we will uh, see you, but not see you, but you know what I mean, next week. Ben, isn't it nice having a sponsor, A, 
And B, isn't it nice to have a sponsor that is in line with our core values and our message? Fiona Lamb's new meditation app called Mind Detox is perfect for us, isn't it? Because you've coached meditation before. Yeah, meditation is massive for me and just connecting to that deeper place, you know, getting out of my head. And um, what's lovely about Fiona is that her voice brings a really soothing tone to the, to the whole thing. And she really focuses on, on your state of mind and your thoughts uh, and actually getting yourself into a place where, that you want to be. It's obviously available on the App Store and on Google Play. Go and check it out. And the Instagram page is uh, at Mind Detox App. So, yeah, it's all there. Check it out for yourselves. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.